On today's podcast, I have special guest Dominic Rubino. Dom's a serial entrepreneur, a proud husband, father, and a horrible fly fisherman. You might already know Dom from the two podcasts he hosts, Profit Tool Belt and Cabinet Maker Profit System. With Dom, you'll get reality, not theory. He uses real-life stories and colorful anecdotes that help you see what that next level looks like and know how to get there. Have a listen. There's a voice deep inside every day calling him to lead. Society, vices, inner demons, negative thoughts try to dampen and drown out that voice, but it never goes away. Your wife feels it, your children feel it, and your heart and soul feel it too. It's the voice that starts off as a whisper, but then becomes a calling. A calling to be the tip of the spear for your family. A calling to play all out and lead by example for your children. A calling to build a legacy that will go on for generations. A calling to be the warrior dad you were born to be. Dads, our children need us now more than ever. To be that beacon of hope, courage, positivity, and strength. It's time to rise as warrior dads together as a brotherhood. If you felt that twinge in your soul, it's time for the warrior dad experience. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Dom Rubino on the show. Dom, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel taller after that intro. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, I, I love it. it. I, love I love it. it. I love uh, we were talking backstage and it's going to be a great, uh, great discussion. Right. And and yeah. all about learning from failures, not only as dads, as leaders, as the tip of the spear for our families, but also, what are those lessons that we can share with our kiddos, right? So they're more willing to to step into, you know, that realm of failure. So first yeah. and foremost, Dom, family dynamic. Always like to start there to to level it up sure. for the dads that are listening. Uh, it, so family dynamic, what like uh, how I was raised Kiddo, or what I've kiddos, been. kiddos, and, and oh, what's kiddos, the yeah. So we'll work backwards. So I've got two kids, fantastic kids, um, little super jocks in their own right. Um, my daughter's 18. She just finished a career as a competitive swimmer. Uh, nice. she now is a, a lifeguard and an instructor and in doing that and loving her life. My son is a hardcore lacrosse player. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's 15. Uh, fantastic wife. Who's also very athletically minded. She's a fitness trainer and, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed to be in that kind of environment because it gets me out of bed. Make sure that I hit the gym too. There you go. Right. I always say, yeah. When everybody else is doing it, raises your game, right? And all yeah. of a sudden, like yeah. you don't want to be that one person not attacking from a physical fitness side. It, it sounds like on the on the family side. What about from a biz perspective, business side? What what are you doing there? Uh, well, from a business side, I'm a professional business coach, and I have been for many years. But I'm not a normal business coach because I also start and run and grow businesses. So I'm not I'm not a I mean, I love learning, but I'm not a book learned business coach. I didn't read a book and thought, well, I'll be a business coach now. I've, gotcha. I've gone out and done it. So okay. I've built and sold two multinational companies over the last couple of years, and uh, I enjoy that. And right now I host two podcasts for, for the industry, the construction trades industry, and I serve my audience that way. That's awesome. So let's, yeah. let's get into this topic of learning from failure. What, well, what it's that, every what day. Is that, yeah. What does, what does that mean to you and, and. How did how did you embrace kind of that thought process? Because I know I know just personally, man. So many times we attach what we're doing to our self worth and to who we are. Mm. It's tough to detach the the two of those, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. You, are you talking about coming from a place where my identity is attached to what I do or correct, as a career? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so failing at my career is a failure for me and my identity. You know, I, let's make sure that we define this properly. So I, I went back and looked at some of the places that I failed. Okay. My first company, like my first real company was, uh, I like to have fun, Jeff, you're going to hear this. My first company, I installed Christmas lights. Okay. And it was called the Yo-Ho-Ho Light Co. Okay. And uh, it was just, you know, between exams and high school. Like by the time Christmas exams were finished, winter exams, I thought, I don't, I don't really have anything to start a company with, but I had a pickup truck and I borrowed my dad's ladder mm-hmm. and a staple gun. And I, I live in the Pacific Northwest. So I was stapling Christmas lights to cedar shake roofs in the rain. It's, a, it's amazing that I'm alive. But that, that you're that, you're a very very live Clark Griswold. In yeah, the- right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that first year, I thought I have my own company. I'm doing it right because I was I don't know why, but I always wanted to be a business owner, have my own company. Okay. But I I bet you that first year when I did the math, I made twenty seven bucks. Okay, wow. But I said it to my friends like I made twenty seven bucks, whereas I think other people would have gone, oh that sucked. I lost money. I was in the rain. It was wet. It was gross. Mm-hmm. I was like, no man, I just I made it happen. And I bet you I can do better. And that's just, you know, that's tends to be how I see things. I'll bet you I can do better. Yeah, I love that that language, right? And and where where do you think that developed from? I bet you I could do better. Uh, you know, both of my parents are are, you know, immigrants to the country, came okay. here with nothing and built themselves into, you know, what they've they, they came here for me. So shame on me if I don't make the most of it. And the language that they use, you know, they were both my my dad was a shop steward, so a union guy. I'm the opposite of union guy. My mom worked for the city in the planning department. I used to bug her that she manufactured red tape. Like it was, but, but at the same time, their language was always like, if you want something, you go get it and you do it. And then if you give your word, that is the only thing that matters. You hit your word, you do it. And so that just kind of, you know, carried on. And then I, I expanded on that as I continued in my career. I love the example of, Hey, your, your parents were both immigrants. Yeah. And they move here for opportunity for you. So you felt that sounds like that responsibility. I, I need to fulfill yeah. the risk that they took yeah. of stepping into the unknown to be the best version of myself. That's, that's absolutely kind of what it sounds like. Okay. I, I think about it all the time. It would have been incredibly hard to leave their country. Italian, we're Italian, right? So they left okay. Italy to come here, but they didn't mm-hmm. speak English. They didn't okay. know anybody here. They came here literally with nothing and then recreated themselves, reinvented. Would I have the guts to move to Argentina today and do that? Or would I move back to Italy? I know a little bit of the language. Would I do? No. Mm-hmm. So they had incredible courage to do that. It's it's interesting how that story of kind of spurring you on. And I would share, you know, I lost my mom. I wear a pink wristband. I lost my mom to breast cancer a little over nine mm-hmm. years ago. And Sorry. that spurs me to... Dom, every day is a gift, right? And like what, what her legacy is, I want to leverage that gift. I want to use that gift that today is, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't have the opportunity to. So I think the frame we see things is is so, so incredibly powerful. Yeah. You know, talk. I, I think about legacy a lot, a lot, a lot, maybe too much. Um, but, it, you know, I love my grandparents. I, they're gone. Okay. And I don't go visit the graveyard. But I do, we, we did dedicate a bench to them. It's a beautiful bench. It's under a rhododendron. And I'm like, that's more meaningful to me. But even then, I still don't go visit that bench enough. And I, so I think about what my legacy will be with my kids. And I, 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 I think, I'm not going to be there, by the way, when this happens, just so you know. But I think my legacy will be this. 
my daughter is going to have kids. You know, both my kids are going to have kids, but just follow my daughter for a sec because she's 18 mm-hmm. right now. So let's say right. in 10 years she has kids. Mm-hmm. 30 years from that, so 40 years in the future, they're going to have kids. Right. 40 years beyond that, their kids are going to be older. So we're like two generations away. Right. At some point, they're going to be sitting in the cafeteria and one of their friends is going to look across the table and say, you know, I bought this lawn mowing business or I started this app or I'm doing this AI thing mm-hmm. and I'm stuck. And I'm blah, blah, blah. And people are doing this and I can't get ahead. And my grandson or great-grandson or great-granddaughter is going to say, you know what we always say in my family? Hmm. And then they're going to say something like, and you and I were talking about this earlier. Right. My, you know what we always say in my family? What I say to myself when no one is listening is what the world sees when everybody's watching. So check your internal language, turn around and go back and do it right. You know, get it right. That'll be my legacy. When Nobody's going to remember me. Nobody, but well, maybe because of the podcast, I'll be, I'll have some digital footprint, but that could have changed by then too. But I think that, I think that'll be where I come alive. That will be the value that I leave on the world is some piece of wisdom that I give to my family that they can give to somebody else. And I love two things. One legacy. And I think too often we, we don't think about that in the present moment, right? We're, Mm. we're go, go, going, we're busy, busy, busy. How many people, I mean, 99.9% of people operate that way on a daily basis where it's just a, right. it's a grind. It's a struggle just to get through the day where, man, if you're not focused on your legacy and building it, especially, I mean, you're 18 and 15, you're, you're at the end of yeah. that. Yeah. That ship's out, out of the dock already. Now it, it's it like is. I've set, I've set the course or they've now set their course and, you know, we got to see where the winds take them, but, um, I want them to track those winds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why legacy and, and having that intentionality, I like to say on a daily basis of like, how, how are we guiding our kids? And I come from the cloth that our biggest duty is setting our kids up for future success and right. those tools, strategies, tactics we didn't have. If we learn them at hopefully throughout our, our lives, we got to share it with our kiddos. They should, right? my kids should do better than me in whatever domain they want to do better than me. Correct. But they should do better and myself and my wife. Right. And we've done okay. We've done good they can leapfrog on that. I would hate to see them slide backwards. That would be a shame. That would be a waste. Yeah. And I, I, I I don't think enough dads are having that mindset or thinking about that. They might, I think more are now, they might hope it or want it, but are they putting it in action? Right. Are they leading by example? Right. Those, those type of things. And, and you mentioned language. Mm. What, what are some, you, you gave that one great line. I know we were talking behind the scenes. We don't what blame. Are, yeah, I'll tell you, we don't blame. Things? Yeah, so, you know, my son uh, loves lacrosse, plays field lacrosse. He's, you know, but one of the things we, we taught both of our kids a long time ago is they don't blame. And the reason I brought up lacrosse is because my son was born late in the year. My daughter was born late in the year. So they're always okay. small for their, for their, you know, age category. Right. Never going to, we're never going to have that conversation. We're never going to have, I was born in December. Mm-hmm. No, that's off the table. You're going to work harder. You're going to work smarter. And even, even if one of them comes to me and you know, so my, for my daughter, this is a physical style for being a fast swimmer, right? Mm-hmm. If she matches that style or not, doesn't matter. You're still going to overcome it with what you've got. You can never be, you're never going to be faster, smarter, stronger than anybody else. You're just not, you're not right. going to be taller than everybody. It's impossible. So just whoever you are, be that person and just maximize the heck out of that. But don't, don't come with excuses of, well, I'm the smallest guy on the team or I'm not, I'm not the tallest. I'm not the fastest. No, you're not. Let's start there. You're not go. Yep. 
No, I love that. You know? And one thing I say to my boys in, in practice is life's not fair, work harder. Like it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. not fair. Work harder. Yeah. Nobody That's cares. That's Jim Rohn. Do you remember Jim Rohn? Yeah. R-O-H-N? Yeah. 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 Like that. Don't, I, don't wish life was easier. Wish you were better. Correct. I, I heard that yeah. this morning, actually, in a YouTube video I was listening to. And, I love and, Jim Rohn. It's a, know, the world is a sadder place with him gone. Uh, and and he from him spawned so many amazing, you know, teachers from Tony Robbins and and you know different different other ones. And think about like where we live and the age we live in now with tech, where we can get him right where my my, yeah. my parents didn't know personal development because you had to see an infomercial and you know yeah. call a number and get a tape by cassettes. From, yeah. Right. But now we have it at our fingertips, so it's not a lack of knowledge; it's a lack of action. Yeah. And oh, applying for sure. what you learned, right? So yeah, it's it's so so true. What are what are some other language uh you know nuggets that you've got that you use with the kiddos? You know, it's it's kind of it's everywhere. I feel bad for them sometimes. You know, we uh, one of the things we used to do after church is we go to Starbucks and just sit there for a coffee. And you know, okay. I can't help myself. The, these poor kids, they just want to be kids, right? And yep. I'm like, Do you see that building across the street? They're like, Yeah. Do you see those windows? They're like, Yeah. I said, Each of those windows is a suite. How many windows do you see? So we count the windows. I'm like, you see five windows. Hmm, that's a pretty long building. Do you think there might be windows just like that? On the, yeah, that, so there's 10 windows. Each of those windows is a suite. If each of those windows has a little house in it and everybody pays $1,000, the owner of that building makes $10,000 a month. And they're like, whatever, I just want to eat my cake pop, dad. But right. I feel bad for my kids, but we keep doing that. That's just the length. That's how we talk. That's just you know, and, and I suppose that's what you and I really believe in is teaching other people a different way of seeing the world that other people don't. The regular media always wants to talk about the bad stuff. They spent most of last year talking about the economy crashing right? because they thought it would be a good idea to strum that up. I work very closely with a lot of very busy contractors and nobody's mm -hmm. seen a slowdown. Wow. It's, you know? it's, a, it, it's amazing. One, I love how you're doing that because we have conversations in my family. Now my son's like, when I'll ask them something, sometimes they'll even have the line before I'm even saying it because I've yeah. said it so much, but it's just a different language. It's a different frame and perspective to see the, the world. Yeah. And then two, you know, that negativity principle. It's why I don't watch the news. It's why I don't want to be a part of anything related to it because it's all negative. And then, then it gets yeah. your mind and body in a constant state of fight or, fight or flight. And then you're anxious and you're depressed. And it's, it's this yeah. downward spiral that so many people are on. Yeah. We, so that, that negativity in the media, you remember 2008? Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Bad, bad times, right? Everybody's, oh, everything's down. Everything's down. The last person in the country, turn off the lights, right? And I had to have a really big conversation. So at the time I was running a coaching franchise, my old business okay. partner is Brian Tracy. So I'm sure okay. you've read yep. Brian Tracy, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so we, we had a coaching franchise. We had franchisees all over the world. And during 2008, it looked like things were pretty rough. And even my coaches, people who are naturally inclined to be positive and forward thinking were negative. And I'm like, we had a big conference call. I'm like, guys, listen, if everything is down, who's up? Ask yeah. yourself that. If new home starts are down, what's up? If people aren't buying new cars, what goes up? Right? Car repairs, transmission repairs, like fixing what you got. So mm -hmm. go talk to repair shops, go talk to renovators. Don't talk to new home builders. But if everybody's down, somebody's up. If everybody's selling in the stock market, hmm, actually somebody's buying a lot. Right. right. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Love that frame. And I forget it was, I, I was listening to an audio book by Napoleon Hill and it was like mastering your mind and talked basically about the depression 
and how mm. I forget what president it was that did the, you know, the new deal, but he basically got all the newspaper editors together and said, you're not printing anything. You're printing now about prosperity, not the negativity. Smart move. Got, got all city leaders together, did the same thing. And all of a sudden things started to change. Guess what happens? Right. It's, it's like, it's, it's amazing when you think about that. So, you know, from a dad perspective, family perspective, you need to be that beacon of positivity, of hope, of change, of seeing yeah. it as a solution rather than that victim or complaint mentality that, that you had alluded to. Yeah. You know, when we just, I don't know when this episode's going to go live, but we just came through Christmas. Right. Yep. And so my son, he's 15, you know, he refs a little bit of lacrosse, but because okay. he plays so much, he maybe refed three games last season. So 75 bucks. Right. But he's going into Christmas and he needs some money. So I'm like, Hmm. I need some stuff done and he needs money. So I said, listen, bud, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a great nice. book by Robert Kiyosaki, and yeah. it's pretty consumable. And there's mm-hmm. lots of books like that. I just chose that one. Um, I'm like, you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and every time we discuss a chapter, then you'll earn 10 bucks. And I just actually just want him to read the book. And he just went and started reading it and and did it. Now, listen, we've only gotten through three chapters, but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he, he, first of all, he showed the willingness and the initiative to start reading it. He got through three chapters. As long as I remind him, because he's 15 and he's always doing sports and homework, he's doing great in school too. So I got to be careful not to over push it. But he already knows that that's one of the expectations in our family. Well, I don't, it, I don't care what he does with it. As long as it's in his head, he's going to do, I hope, what is good with it. I love that. And I, I it's amazing how closely related we are because I incent my boys Oh, you do to yeah. not only they need to do take out the garbage and, and take out the trash and stuff, but I sent them to read every day. I mm. sent them to wow. gratitude journal. I sent them to meditate. I mean, they've been meditating when COVID happened. We started meditating together. They've been meditating. At, they start at 10 and 12. I Gee. told them you're going to have 35 years head start on what I've done. But <laughs> I think that's such a gift that we can give our kids to incent them to invest in themselves and their personal development and their growth, right? This is going to be an unpopular sentiment to some people listening, but you know, uh, cannabis is legal in a lot of places. And mm-hmm. I said to my kids, do you know how lucky you are that weed is legal? And they're like, no, why? I'm like, cause everybody around you is stoned. Like all you have to do is stay sober and you're going to be ahead of everybody else walking around like a half baked zombie. And they're like, whatever dad. But you know, all of those little reminders or goalposts that we put out there. Those are bumpers. You know, they're going to bump into them and yep. maybe they're going to ignore me on a bunch. I'm just, I'm doing my best. We'll see what happens at the end of how the kids turn out, but I'm, at least I'm trying, I'm being intentional. And my wife, by the way, my wife is right there with me on this. Um, you're just interviewing me today. So I'll take all the credit. Um, but we're trying to be intentional bumpers on that, you know, to show them what's, what the expectations are, how to live a life of success by thinking the right way. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I gave up alcohol two years ago and it the, the major reason Congrats. Thank you, was my sons were eleven and thirteen at the time and I wanted to show them a different option than ninety percent of the people and a lot of the bad stuff I've done, bad decisions. Mm. I was always under the influence. So being very transparent, hey, here's a different option. Yeah. You know what happened recently? My oldest was an opportunity at a party, a lot of his friends doing he said yeah. no. He said, I'm not doing that. That's not me. 
Ah, so, that's not me. That's great. Yeah. That's not me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah the pretty, pretty. It's the simple things in language that line things up. Really simple things and, and goes to belief. And I suppose you can only try it and test your results. Yeah. I know. I know when I've been away from it for two years, I'm on fire more than I've ever been in, in my life. And, and I think about how 28 years I, I was impacted by it and it was like a break. Mm. I was, you know, driving that race car, trying to slam down the gas and I had my other foot on the brake. Yeah, at the same might work for yeah. some people, but, but it wasn't working for me. So let's get, let's get back to, to fail. What, what are a couple examples of failure that you've had? Obviously you mentioned the story of, of Clark Griswold and the Christmas lights, but <laughs> yeah, the Christmas lights, what, oh, I've had what, lots what of else? failures, lots yeah, of failures. What, what, you know, after I, I, so I didn't, my, my path to business ownership wasn't straightforward. I went into corporate after that, you know, and, okay. and my first try was to be a realtor and I'm like, I am a, a, a cold blooded cold caller. Nothing okay. will stop me. I'll knock on any door. I'll call anybody. You can't stop me. I'm going to do something, but I wasn't making it as a realtor. Okay. I wasn't. And eventually I failed out. You know, I just, it didn't click for me. And I, I still remember that. I don't know if, I mean, it certainly wasn't for a lack of effort, but it was probably for a lack of focus. Okay. Interesting. One of my, interestingly, sorry, one of my trainers there was a guy named Floyd Wickman who uh, taught a sweat hogs real estate course. It was, you were called the sweat hogs, which is an old TV show, Vinnie Barbarino yep. and all that stuff. Right. Yet wear orange t-shirts and come into the office and cold call. Well, anyways, okay. you might recognize the last name Wickman because his son, Gino Wickman wrote uh, traction yep. EOS. Mm -hmm. So yep. you see, there's a legacy in that family as well. So that continues as a theme in my life is following, being careful who I listen to being really careful and picky who I listen to. Um, but, you know, I've gone on to fail a bunch of times, you know, in corporate, there was months I didn't hit quota. There was, there was times I was sleeping under my desk okay. in corporate and like, what am I doing here? I, you know, on the months I did well, I bought lots of dry goods. Mm -hmm. I remember my cousins came over one night, we were going to go to a nightclub and I'm like, I got to eat dinner. So I went to the fridge, wasn't even thinking they're watching me. I took out two pieces of bread and some barbecue sauce and I, that was my dinner. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm having a barbecue sauce sandwich. I'm like. What's, we're Italian. We're used to like eating, right? And they're like, what are you? they were living at home. I was on my own. I'm like, well, that's this month. I'm eating barbecue sauce sandwiches. Hmm. And so you just have to sort of barrel through those things and learn from your failures, adjust. Yeah. And then in business, I've had failures in choosing partners. Okay. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. Well, you know, sometimes you don't know when a business is going to take off. And so you go into partnership thinking you're going to bring Jeff, you're going to bring this skill set. I'm going to bring this skill set. You're going to bring this level of activity and commitment, and I'm going to bring X level of activity and commitment. Yeah. And then the business takes off, and the other person who's not contributing as much is still getting the benefits. That's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Very frustrating. And so now you've got to, it's easy to unwind a business that sucks because everybody, well, the rats are ready to leave a sinking ship, but a business gotcha. that's doing really well, not, not, so, not so easy. Gotcha. Okay, and I think that's, a great lesson for dads and kids as well. Be very careful who you're partnering with or associating yeah. with. I, I, I feel like we default to what we've always known typically. And I will tell you on, on my journey with the warrior dad is now I am connected to other dads in other parts of the country, other parts of the world that are on their toes attacking. Yeah. It's, it inevitably rubs off on you. So if you want to 
change where you're headed, change your environment. Number one, right? You got to be around. Hang out with different people. Yeah. 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 Hang out with people who are more like you and, uh, and you'll be more like them. You'll be inspired and challenged to be more like them. I mean, listening to this, you know, think about the filters it takes to get to listen to this show. Think about all the filters. First of all, people have to know what a podcast is. Right. First, let's start there. Not everybody does. Not everybody cares, you know? Mm-hmm. then they have to go and search for your kind of topic and your kind of subject. Then they have to click on this show and then they have to get to this part of the episode. There's right. a lot of filters to get here. If you think about how few people make it here, you know that they're a lot like you. Mm. So you're, you're already in a, in, a, in a pretty interesting group of people that thinks like you, is forward-facing, that wants to achieve the same things, that maybe came from the same crucible that got forged in fire and rock and got here. And congratulations. You did it. You're here now stay here and make something of it. Right. So, so true. And I think that through that fire, that crucible, everybody goes through it. That that's the, or you avoid it and you go nowhere in life. The people that avoid that. Correct. Correct. I don't know them. I mean, you know, we're on a public forum here, so I'm not going to say where I know them from, but in-laws are excluded from this conversation. Yes, but yeah, and you will spend your life unhappy, unfulfilled, because you you have avoided those hard things, those difficult things that you know deep down, I like to say it's an itch about on the back of your neck that you can never scratch until you have the courage to start actualizing your potential, stepping into the best version of yourself. And as dads, man, that is where it's at to lead your kids and your children and that legacy. Do you want do you want to hear a story about me doing that? I think this is uh, this yeah. lines up. So, I was running a large uh, franchise organization with Brian Tracy. So, Brian was our brand partner and I had a business partner as well. Mm-hmm. When I bought the company, we had six franchisees. That's not a very big franchise company. So, I was the global master franchisor. We had the rights to the entire world to take Brian Tracy's name, brand, likeness and system and turn it into a business coaching franchise. Okay. And uh by the time I sold it, by the way, we had over 200 units around the world, 237 awesome. or something like that. Yeah. And so it did, you know, it was doing well. Anyways, we got a phone call from four franchisees who said, Hey, can we have a conference call? Which as a franchisor is a like, those are, that's the big red alarm going off. Like, uh Oh, four franchisees, four powerful franchisees wanted to have a meeting. Anyways, okay. they had gotten together as a coalition and thought they'd like to buy into the company because we were doing so well. They thought we want to be more of a part of it. So we're sitting around and, you know, think this is a couple of years ago. Remember that triangular shaped conference calling thing used to be on Star Trek as well. Yeah. We were sitting around one of those, right? So it wasn't Zoom or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, you know, we'd like, you know, we're interested in putting together some money and buying into the company. And my partner and I are looking at each other like, what? Like, oh my God, you know, you're on mute at this point, right? Right. And then the answer, thank you. You know, we're not ready to sell, all that stuff. And so uh, we get off the phone and like, wow, that's fantastic. Somebody wants to buy, but you know, we're really not. And here are the things we need to do. So anyways, I go home for dinner that night. We're sitting around the table as we normally do. My wife says, honey, what happened at work today? I'm like, the darndest thing. Four of our franchisees wanted to buy into the company. What did you say? I said, no, because this, this, and that. And I just rolled into my normal conversation. So, mm. hon, I'm going to be flying down to San Diego again. I need to be there from Monday to Thursday. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave Sunday night after the kids go. They won't even know I'm gone. And then I'll come back on Thursday. So I'm here for the weekend and I'm talking and it's a, this is a normal conversation. I was traveling a lot. So my wife sits to my right and my son sits next to her. He didn't say anything, 
but I just, I, I was looking at her and I saw him and he shrunk in his skin by one size. Mm. Like he just went. And I thought, Rubino, what the, I'm sure we don't swear on this show. So you enter the appropriate feeling word here. Rubino, what the are you doing? Right. And so I walked in the next day and said, I'm selling. Hmm. And that was, took two years of an, a very difficult unwind to do that. But I'm not afraid of starting another company. If there's one thing I've learned is I know how to start businesses. I know how to grow great businesses with fantastic people. That business had fantastic people. I know how to do it. I'm not scared of it anymore. So leaving that company, yeah, it's going to be a little tough, but suck it up. Go do it. But the price to pay was not being there for my son. I couldn't do that. Right. Now, when you chose to sell, did you mention that you saw him do that or was, was there a conversation about selling it? Mention it to who? Your son, where you read his no. body language. No, he probably knows by now he may, he may have heard it before, mm-hmm. but, um, he's my son. I get yeah. to be his dad. Right. That's maybe something that, that not a lot of people say is I get to be your dad. Yeah. So, so powerful. I, I remind my boys, I mean, I, I write them notes daily, uh, before they get up and put them outside their, their door. And one of the ones I always, I go back to is I'm just grateful and honored to be your dad. Right. See, is- so you and I've never met until today and, and yep. we still approach that in generally the same fashion, letting those people know that, that, uh, you know, we value them. I always joke cause I joke a lot, maybe too much. The only reason I do stuff with my kids is so they don't push me down the stairs when I'm old. <laughs> Well, let's hope they don't do that for sure, you know, but uh, I, I love it. Awesome. Hey, Dom, where can uh, where can people find the podcast? Where can they find you if they want to look you up? Oh, well, uh, I'm on all the socials, so you can find me under my name, Dominic Rubino. And if anybody's in the construction trades, I've got two different podcasts. So one of them's called Profit Tool Belt, which you can see in my footer here. Profit Tool Belt is for any subtrade or contractor, builder, renovator who is interested in the business of the construction business. So that's what I don't teach people how to do plumb square and level. That's for other shows. We talk about profit, profitability, time, team, money, all of those things. And then the other show is very specific and only a few people are going to care. And it's called cabinet maker profit system. Okay. And the only people I deal with in that audience are cabinet makers, architectural mill workers, furniture makers, people in the finished wood trades. Gotcha. Awesome. How's that for specific? There you go. That is that is hey, a niche for sure. You guys it is a niche. It's beautiful. The people there are fantastic. That's awesome. Well, Dom, yeah. I, I appreciate you uh, being on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Dare to be uncommon. Love, lead, legacy. Create a legendary day. And I'll talk to you soon. Dad, the voice you hear, the whisper you just can't shake, the one calling you to unleash the warrior dad from within. It will never go away. It will always be there. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. It's waiting for you to get into the fight. It's waiting for you to chase your potential. It's waiting for you to lead. Lead yourself, your children, and your family. Your children are waiting, watching, and hoping. Hoping you act. Hoping you show them the way. Your legacy is on the line. The time is now. The time to rise as the warrior dad you were born to be. Dare to be uncommon. Love, lead, legacy. Create a legendary day.